Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. Tribe Talk, so glad to be with you from here at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. A unique show that we have coming up for you. Nick Camino in for Jim Rosenhouse, who's normally the host of this show. And we'll catch up with Rosie a little bit later. But uh, we've been here all day, really, uh, not only looking back at the the 2016 season and how amazing that ride was for the Indians going all the way to Game 7 of the World Series, but also now the anticipation getting ready for the 2017 baseball season. You've got the Indians with not only Terry Francona back, but you've got the big core back. You have the addition of Edwin Encarnacion and the, you know, the the, the financial, um, the financial, you know, basically what ownership did to make sure you got a guy like Edwin Encarnacion and their commitment to this baseball team. So. There's a lot of excitement around Indians baseball. It was on display today, and we're going to relive a bunch of that this next hour during Tribe Talk all along the Cleveland Indians radio network. Can't wait to do that. Coming up, uh, when we come back after a quick timeout, we're going to hear from new Tribe slugger Edwin Encarnacion. He stopped by uh, the show, and throughout the show, not only uh, was it myself, but I was joined by Jensen Lewis and Andre Knott from Sports Time Ohio for some of these interviews. We'll hear from Edwin Encarnacion. We're going to hear from Indians manager Terry Francona. Francisco Lindor will be somebody that we also hear from. So a great time, listen, on a cold day in January to warm you up with some baseball talk. There's nothing better to do. I mean, uh, it's like let's get it geared up. Sometimes we do the hot stove show, but uh, a lot of fun to, to be able to relive this here on Tribe Talk, some of the great moments uh, from Tribe Fest at the Intercontinental Hotel here on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. Camino with you. We'll take a quick time out. I'm in for Jim Rosenhouse. We'll also hear from Rosie a little bit later. Uh, we're glad that you could just sit back, relax, and enjoy some baseball talk. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Tribe Talk here at Tribe Fest at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. It's been a great day, and we've here on this edition of Tribe Talk, Nick Camino here for Jim Rosenhouse tonight. We're just going to relive the best moments that we had uh, from earlier today at Tribe Fest. And earlier uh, today, one of the first people we had a chance to talk to was new Tribe slugger Edwin Encarnacion. Who wouldn't want to hear from him, right? Tribe, uh, new slugger, big free agent signing, awesome to catch up with. And in this interview, I was joined by Jensen Lewis from Sports Time Ohio, former Tribe right-hander, and Andre Knott, our good friend from Sports Time Ohio, who we still hear on WTAM 1100. Those guys joined me uh, for the Edwin Encarnacion interview. Let's take a listen into that conversation. We are joined by new Tribe slugger Edwin Encarnacion. Also, his interpreter Anna is here in case uh, Anna Bolton is in the house. We need uh, anything yeah, to translate. Edwin, but, I hope uh, you know Anna. Is, she loves that you're here because that gives her extra work now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Edwin, you can speak right into the microphone and uh, listen. I know we've welcomed you already, but this has to be exciting for you, seeing all the fans here, the anticipation of just being in Cleveland. 
Yeah, I think I'm very excited about see all the fans to support this team and and that's what I would like to see, like the support that we have from the fans. If we we continue to have that support, it's gonna be great for us. Well, we had a chance to talk with Francisco Lindor the other night, and he said that right when he found out that you were coming to Cleveland, he called you. How, how nice was that to just have teammates reach out to you and, and be excited about being here in Cleveland? It's very excited because the first guy to call me was Lindor and Santana because I, they have my number and I know those guys. But when I see like Jason Kidney put in Twitter, uh, it's my Santa Claus. So <laughs> it's very exciting and I feel great because my team, my new team, they support and they happy that they, they I can come here to this team. Edwin, I, I got to ask you, and you talking about social media, you put these boxing workouts. Yeah, man. I, was, I thought I was going to bring boxing gloves. This is pretty intense here. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when was that all a part of your workout and training regimen? Yeah, he's my trainer. You know, I have I had a trainer from professional boxing. He's like from my city, La Romana. His name is Fortuna, Javier Fortuna. See, he's the world champion. And he got a routine. Like, I do it two times a week. So that's getting my shoulder and my cardio, get it going. And he's ready to, to, do, to have and do that routine. So that's a memo to pitchers out there. Yeah. yeah. You throw it, Edwin. Look out. I feel like I'm with Mike Tyson over here. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is the parent coming, he's got watch somebody. Out. Watch out, pitchers. Um, Edwin, you talk about the first phone calls you received, Lindor being one of them. And I knew this story two years ago when we were in Toronto, and Lindor and you were talking. A lot of people don't know this. You guys were both coached at a young age by the same person. You played for Lindor's dad way back when. Um, it's funny how things work in the world. How, what kind of coach was he? And what did you know about Frankie at that young age? He was very young. He was like five, I think, and I was like 12, okay. 13, something like that. And... I know when when he played, like he always hit. So when he is, he going to play, like we had two baseball field, one for the bigger guy and the other for the young guy. So when he played, everybody go to watch him play because the way he played the baseball is it was unbelievable on that age. So. I, I, that's when I get to know his family and because I play with his brother too and he's over to play this game. Yeah. Edwin, I remember at your opening press conference here in Cleveland, you mentioned you know, no world baseball classic. Important for you to, to get to spring training, get to know your teammates, right? That, that was something that was pretty important to you. Yeah, it's not good for my country because <laughs> <laughs> they get on, on me, but I take the decision because I want to get to know more my team and we're gonna be like family, you know, if we, that's the first thing you have to to be that relationship you're gonna have with your team. So that's why I'm gonna stay in sprint training and get to know more my my, my team and we're going to start continue to do it. Edwin, uh, I think something that fans may not know, and you talked about this the day you signed, when the Blue Jays and the Indians played each other in the LCS, you had a couple of guys over. That bond and that friendship, was there any talk at that point, because you knew you were going to be a free agent, and anybody said, hey, you know what would be nice if you come over and play with us? <laughs> no, we never talking about that. But everybody know I'm going to be a free agent. 
Nobody gonna know where they're gonna go, but yeah, we're talking like friends, but nothing about like about I'm gonna be here. Nobody, I, I never, never thinking about that when I was um, that situation. And when the 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 games in the last two seasons between the Indians and the Blue Jays, whether it be here or in Toronto, it's pretty intense. Even when it wasn't playoffs. Uh, the, you know what I mean? Even here, the, the Toronto fans came down. We went up there, and I remember last, two seasons ago, it was intense. How much does that play into your decision, knowing the type of crowds that will be here after playing in the playoffs? How much? What does that mean to you, and how much does that play into wanting to come here? Uh, I think that's, that's one of the things that made the, <coughs> excuse me, made the Blue Jays, like the way they played uh, the last couple of years, because they had uh, great support from the fans. And I think when you have your fans support your team, you you give you everything you have. So it's gonna be very excited now and and the other side, and very we're gonna be very excited for the support we're gonna have from our fans. And the way I'm gonna be from this team now, I'm gonna try to do the best to help the team to win now. And it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna keep enjoying that moment. And I just try, I just want to. The fans continue to support us, and I know they're going to do it because we're going to try to do the best we can do to to bring and win the World Series this year. Do you look forward to going back to Toronto or no? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's the, when's the day, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm it's here. May. Oh, I think it's got the, the second week like of May. May. Yes, May 8th to the 10th. Yeah, These guys memorized the schedule already. <laughs> well, no, I like going to Toronto because it's, it's good because of the yeah, energy that's yeah, played. energy. When you play in, in in the cloud in crowd like like the when we play with the Indians, so you get very excited and, and you try to do the best you can do to to help your team to win because you know you got a lot of people watching you and support you and we enjoy. It. Edwin, listen, we really appreciate you uh, swinging by. You, you set the table for us here today. You're batting leadoff tonight for uh, for today it's for us here. It's been a long time since that's probably that's, happened. That's, that's exactly right. right. And uh, it's great to have you here in Cleveland. Thank you. Edwin Encarnacion, Tribe Slugger, uh, great to have him here with us. Andre Anna, it was great having you here Anna, too with us. Anna, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Anna. <laughs> All right, we had a chance to catch up with Edwin Encarnacion. A special thanks to Andre Knott and Jensen Lewis, who joined us for that interview. Nick Camino with you here on Tribe Talk. We're reliving the best moments from Tribe Fest uh, at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. Just a, a great time today. We uh, we really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll continue along here. You're listening to the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Nick Camino here with you this weekend in for Jim Rosenhouse. Had a chance to see Rosie a little bit earlier here at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. It is Tribe Fest. Great chance to see a lot of Tribe players. And one of the guys we got to see was Tribe skipper Terry Francona. Got a chance to catch up with Tito. Here's a little bit of our conversation from earlier today at Tribe Fest. Now joining us is uh, Indians manager Terry Francona. Tino, great to see you. Hi, Nick. How you doing? I, I, I was just amazed in talking to a lot of the guys and, and now getting a chance to, to speak with you off the air. This has been a pretty busy, that day, week for you guys, right? Yeah, it has. And I'm, I mean, this is on the heels for me. I was in Boston for a banquet, New York for a banquet, and now here for this. And it's a good thing. I mean, anytime you can reach out to the fans, it's good. But it is a, it is a lot. Um 
you know, I, I, I say it so many times, but I, I, it doesn't cease to make me proud the way our guys handle things. You know, the other night at the sports banquet, it was a wonderful evening. It was a long evening. Our guys sat behind that thing for an hour and 20 minutes waiting to come out. Not a lot of guys do that. So, you know, they stayed last night longer because the crowd was bigger. They didn't want to leave anybody hanging in the line. That, those are things that people may not always see that I get to, and they're they're a pretty special group. You know, names in pro sports, names change, some faces change. For you guys, a unique spot. you got a lot of familiar guys coming back. For you, how nice is that? I know you connect well with anybody, it seems like, but just knowing that there's some familiarity there. You know, the biggest thing I think is that there's a couple things. Is we, we are able to get more work done more economically because we know each other. Yeah. You know, there's not a, a, a feeling out process. Um, and, and you try to take advantage of that. You don't try to get stale or assume. You just try to, because to, we know each other, we're going to make it better. And I, I can give you an example. Sure. Right, last year in uh, Philadelphia, we got swept there early in the year. And the last game, or I sent Cody Allen out, pitched two innings, and because he said he could, yeah. and it was a mistake. So we got to talking about it, and he was telling me how he felt and everything. And I'm like, like Cody, we've been together four years. Our communication needs to be flawless. I'm not when I'm asking you if you can pitch. I'm not asking about your manhood. I want to know how you feel. And then that led to another conversation. I think it was Kluber and Tomlin. And it, you know what? It really helped me because I don't want to make bad decisions. I don't want to put our guys in a position where they can't handle something. So, I mean, that loss, in my opinion, was on me, not Cody. But you learn, you live and learn, but you don't want to make mistakes very often. You, you, you always, Tito, I mean, it's amazing to me that you, you know, you, you've been around this, this business and you come across different managers, coaches, whoever it may be, and sometimes they're not willing to accept those things. Yet you've had so much success. What? Why do you do it? I mean, to, to admit where, hey, guys, you know um, what, this one's on me. Or Well, I, don't, I mean, I try to be honest. Um, I've always kind of felt like I feel. I think as a manager, you, you do what you think is right, have enough confidence and conviction in what you're doing, answer the questions after, and then move on. And don't wake up to see how you're being perceived on talk radio or in the paper. Have enough confidence that, hey, I, I was there. I know why I did it. It might not have worked, but I had a reason. And and I don't mind explaining. I never mind explaining because if I don't have a good answer, shame on me. Yeah. So that's kind of how I always felt. I'm glad you don't do the talk radio thing. That's good, especially after you know. I, I get, found out in Boston, <laughs> Philly. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, those found two out places. the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a chance to talk with Ty Van Berkeley, the, the uh, hitting coach. He goes, I turn you on sometimes on the way home. He goes, I don't tell you, but I, I listen on the way. I go, I'm glad Tito does it because that's that's a good thing. Terry Francona is joining us here at TriFest, the Intercontinental Hotel here on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. How cool is this for you? We talked about this week, but seeing the, the, the fans that are out here to, to get excited for this season. It's hard not to notice kind of the extra buzz. I mean, it's there. At the at the sports banquet the other night, I was sitting at a table, and I was watching people react to Paul Dolan, and I was really tickled. I mean, he was – they wanted a part of him in a good way, and I was really happy for him. And, you know, you come to these events now, and people are excited, and – you know, I think last year going into year, there was some hope. And I think as the year built, people were starting to, like, get excited. 
but I haven't seen anything like this since I've been here. And, and so it is exciting because the more people that we get out there, the better it is for everybody. The commitment from ownership, Terry, I mean, um, I can't speak to it enough. It seems like for years, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and for years all we heard was Dolan's this, Dolan's that, the small market and all that. They've really stepped up, haven't they? Yeah, and, and you know what? We're, we're, we're the Indians. Whatever our payroll is, that's what our payroll is. Um, they're wonderful people. I mean, and I, the, the Larry Doby Fund is just another example. When I went to him with one phone call, and I said, this is what we're planning on doing. Can you do this? I sure can. I'll figure it out. It wasn't like, give me these well, we'll reasons. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, he's, they're a very special family. And for them to go out and above maybe some of their means or to get like an Edwin and stuff, sure. I, I would hope the fans are excited. I know I am. I also know I was appreciative because I get to see how much work goes into it to try to get something like that done. Had a chance to, to meet Edwin Encarnacion today for the first time, and he said, listen, I would love to play for my country in the World Baseball Classic, but it's more important for me to get to spring training, get acclimated, see the guys. For you, is that a good feeling knowing that, hey, we know the WBC is important for guys, but to get him acclimated to, to this whole new new team? You know, Nick, to be very honest with you, I would have supported him either way. Okay. The way I look at it is, you know, if you get asked to play for your country, it's a huge honor. And who are we to ever say who you shouldn't play? But I will say, like with an Andrew Miller, we're extremely proud of him and for him. But while he's gone, we'll be holding our breath. And it's, I think that's just being as honest as you can be. Yeah, it's the most honest answer I've heard, Terry. I mean, for, for me, I, I look at that World Baseball Classic, it just doesn't seem like there's any good time that you, you know, could play it's that such a, It's such a great idea. It yeah. is. It's a wonderful idea. There is no perfect time. And it's a shame because it could be such an event. There just is no good time. Yeah, Terry, I look at um, this upcoming season before we, before we let you go here, and I think if you look at it from afar, you say, wow, the Indians had to win their division, they had to win the DS, win the CS, and then go to the World Series. It seems like a, a, a tall task when you look at it. You don't look at it like that, right? You guys are, are so day-by-day, day, right, in what you do? We, we really are. I mean, you can't look people, at it. People ask me all the time, like, when did you know or this and that? I, I didn't. You don't. <laughs> we, we wake up in the morning, and we ask our guys to – to focus at the task at hand and it starts in spring training and you move on and there are so many ups and downs during the season that I mean some there's sometimes like we played that 18 in the game in Toronto that game set us back for about two weeks we I knew that I knew it was gonna be a struggle our roster was a mess we had guys that couldn't pitch it happens but you endure it and you fight hard enough and you get to the playoffs and once you get there you got a chance. So the good teams, they give themselves a chance, and if you're fortunate enough, you're the last one standing. You've always said, and I know you'll get asked about it at spring training, and you'll say, listen, sometimes you just don't know what type of team you're going to have maybe coming out of this. This year, that feels a little different, Terry. I know the expectations, even externally now, you guys always have internal expectations high, but it seems like even from afar now, you guys maybe are the hunted. Well, and I think that means that, we have some pretty good young talent already here. Our ownership and front office has brought guys like Edwin in. Um, but what really matters, and the best way I know to combat that, our expectations, as you alluded to, our expectations are going to be lofty. And 
there, we also know that there's a process. And by going about it that way, you take away any of the external potential pressure or because what matters is what we think. And that's the best way to combat that is by doing everything the right way. Work hard, show up on time, hustle, all the things we talk about. That'll take care of all the external things. Anything that you and Millsy can pull from 04 and, 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 and 07, then going into those next seasons knowing that, hey, okay, we've been through this before where maybe expectations are a little high, how to, how to sort of temper all that? You know, I, it's a good point, and it's something we've talked about a lot. And I have seen teams come back or players come back two ways. One is with a little bit of a sense of entitlement, which isn't great, yeah. or two is man that was good and i'm hungry for it again yeah, fire and that's where i'm i'm betting on number two with our guys they'll be okay but we will discuss it in spring training i want them to pull from all the experience and gain experience from all they went through and then it's time to look forward because we don't want to be that team that looks up in july and is kind of treading water talking about what we did last year all right last thing for you we, we, I, I have to bring this up on his request mike clevenger wanted us to bring this up to you at spring training last year we remember he was trying to throw the ball through a you know a brick wall, and you had mentioned to us, hey, you know, I had to kind of settle him down a little bit. He said, "Wait a minute." He goes, "You tell Tito when you see him." He had me going up in a live batting practice session against Lindor, Kipnis. I forget the other two. I don't know if it was Nap at the time. He goes, "What did he expect me to do?" And I said, "I, I can't fight you there. I know you'd be amped up." I saw him <laughs> that day. I was walking around the practice field, <laughs> and he was pacing outside the clubhouse. Yeah. And I thought something was wrong. I thought maybe he got a call from home. Yeah. And I said to Mickey, I go, Mick, what's going on with Clev? And he said, oh, nothing. He's just throwing batting practice today. I'm like, well, what happens when a game starts? He was like a bull, man. He, he was frothing at the mouth. I'm like, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Terry, listen, great Thanks, to see you. Thanks, Good to we'll see, see you, too. We'll see you soon. Always great to catch up with Terry Francona, Indians manager. Uh, fun to talk to Tito about last season, the upcoming season, his off season a little bit. And, hey, he, he said it. He's excited to see fans as they are to see him and, and the players. And it's just going to be a, a great time getting ready for the 2017 baseball season. Nick Camino still here with you. It is Tribe Talk. We're reliving the best moments from today at Tribe Fest here at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk here at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. We're at Tribe Fest, and here on Tribe Talk, Nick Camino in for Rosie today. We're reliving the best moments from Tribe Fest. We heard from Edwin Encarnacion a little bit earlier, had my conversation with Tribe skipper Terry Francona, and now we're going to hear the conversation that we had earlier with Tribe shortstop Francisco Lindor. So much fun when, you, when we can catch up with him. I mean, just a, a, an awesome person and uh, an unbelievable player, as we've seen. Uh, I was joined by Jensen Lewis from Sports Time Ohio and Andre Knott a little bit earlier for this interview. We had some fun. Let's relive some of that here on Tribe Talk. Joining us now is Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor. Frankie, good to see you. We uh, saw you at the Sports Awards the other night. It's been a busy couple of days for you guys getting back in town and uh, you know making sure that the, the, the guys are all ready to go here. Oh, yeah, it's been super busy, but at the same time, it's been fun. You know, seeing the fans and um, seeing each other again for the first time since Game 7. It's always fun. It's always fun, and uh, seeing how how in shape they are is pretty cool. Frankie, we talk. You're judging people in shape already. Yeah, right. <laughs> people are in shape, man. That's, they 
they show up the first day, they try to impress, so you can see everybody talking in their belly and stuff. And then uh, three weeks after, everybody's got a stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, when you, when you came in, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and you, you get to the uh, Greater Cleveland Sports Awards, I remember last year, uh, what a special moment, that entire team coming out in, in honor of what happened with the young lady who won an award. This team this year, I asked you what you thought that Frankie Lindor needed to do in 2017 to improve. When you look at this team as a whole, you get Edwin, you think you had the final piece. What does this team need to do besides one more win? Consistency. Consistency. If, we, if, we, if we're consistent throughout the whole year, if we back each other up like we did this year, It'll be a, it'll be a good year again. We, we got to back each other up. We got to continue to um, um, be there for, for each other and understand that someone is gonna do it. Someone's gonna do it. Don't don't expect yourself to to do it. Just play the game the right way, and someone's gonna help you um, win. Frankie, I, when we did TV earlier, I had a bunch of numbers, and I know you don't like talking numbers, so I'll just go. It was just numbers from the season, numbers from the from the postseason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He said, move on. I let him know. No, I let him. But I, I gave him the space. I gave him the ball. How did you prepare yourself to go into playoff baseball and not make it bigger than just another game? Because I think that was the one thing we saw with you and Jose. We were all kind of like, how will these guys respond to being this? And you guys came right out from the first game and played just like it was I was telling myself that it's just... I can I can only control what I do it to, to throw my bats when the ground balls being hit to me. That's the only thing I can control. If I stay within myself, don't pressure too much and put the pressure on my on, on my teammate. You know, you just get on base and pass it along. You know, don't try to be the guy hitting the home runs and and trying to do too much. Just, I wasn't trying to do too much. I was just trying to stay within myself. Um, and what was gonna happen was gonna happen no matter what. Frankie, a lot of people in Cleveland remember a shortstop that played here for many years in Omar Vizquel. And when you came up last year and, and you did what you did, and then backed it up this year with the kind of fielding performance that ultimately won you the gold glove. When Do you ever look at Omar's game, or have you ever looked around and saw the plays that he made with his bare hand and he used a glove that was barely bigger than his hand itself? Do you take little things from childhood heroes and try and put them in your game as you develop as a big leaguer? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I try to um, look for videos of Omar on YouTube. I try to, you know, pick what, what was he doing that he played for such a long time. And I even, I even talked to him in Detroit. We had a rain delay. And I, 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 I asked um, Nelson to get uh, Victor and get... Uh, Omar, because I wanted to talk to them. I told um, Odor to get them as well, and uh, I just sat down and talked to them. What did they, what did, what did Omar did, and what Victor is doing that they're capable of playing for such a long time? You know, besides having the talent, besides working hard, there's gonna be something different from everybody else. You know, Omar's won a gold glove, I think, at age of 40, with, uh, and that's that's super impressive, like, at shortstop, you know, like, he's competing against the best shortstop in the world, he's 40 years old, and he's doing it, and he played, I think, 150-something games, I mean, that's that's something, that's impressive, he did something right, so I just, you know, I, I watch videos, I try to see whether it was his footwork, whether it was his positioning, whether it was um, how how active was he before the pitch was even hit. 
know, stuff like that, that makes a big difference. Francisco, going into spring training now, you guys got the core back. You've got Edwin Encarnacion back. It might sound like a stupid question, but i, I got to imagine your expectations you. for you guys are, are just they're, they're through the roof. I mean, you guys expect so much out of yourselves, it seems like. I expect my teammates to play the game right. I expect my teammates to uh, respect the game, respect our opponent. And uh, I expect them to not back down from any challenge because I'm, that's what I expect out of myself. And... We all expect that out of each other, you know. We that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out there and uh, we're gonna back each other up. We're gonna compete. We're gonna play the game the right way, and uh, we're gonna try to win for the city, win for um, our families. And uh, you know, it was tough losing that last game, so we we gotta bounce back in a way of um, we come back even stronger. Frankie, how long did it take you to reach out to Javi Baez after the World Series? Uh, did you guys talk pretty quickly after? You guys say 35 minutes. I saw it. Was it your mom or his? Or his I saw it. Your, I saw you with his mom yeah, right after the game. No, I, I messaged him. I messaged him. I uh, I sat down and I messaged him. I was like, Hey, bro, congrats. I'm proud of you. You did it. You know, you did what we, every kid with um, dreams of. And uh, and then. I came out of the clubhouse and his mom and his family was there and I had to give her a hug, you know. It's, that's a proud moment for a mom, you know. It's a proud moment for a brother, for a cousin, for a whole family. They've been working for that their whole entire life. And to have someone win it, I mean, I was I was happy for them. I was happy for them. I, I truly was. And I, and I and now I even saw him in Chicago after that. Really. I only bring it up because people that don't know the storyline, you guys are drafted back-to-back. Your yeah. stories are almost the same story. Um, it's amazing how things kind of come together in, in life. Yeah. So hopefully you can go back to Chicago and walk away with, uh, with what he took this year. For right? sure. <laughs> and, he better, and he better text me. There you go. There you go. Francisco, listen, it's great to see you. We'll see you in spring training. And uh, and go see some more fans. I know they're excited to see you. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. That was Francisco Lindor. Fun to listen in to the Tribe shortstop. Was joined by Andre Knott and Jensen Lewis of Sports Time Ohio for that interview. Had a lot of fun with it when we come back we'll wrap things up here on tribe talk with the normal host of tribe talk jim rosenhouse will be here with me you're listening to the cleveland indians radio network welcome back to tribe talk before we wrap things up for the evening here on the cleveland indians radio network uh, we're going to talk with the normal host of of the show jim rosenhouse we're going to hear from him he joined me a little bit earlier at tribe fest on the campus of the cleveland clinic and uh, it's just a great uh, great time to to be here talking indians baseball having a lot of fun uh, getting ready for the 2017 season while also looking back at the season that was uh here's my conversation from earlier with jim rosenhouse one of the voices of the tribe with tom hamilton throughout the season you hear him here's some of our conversation we're now joined by jim rosenhouse uh, who is uh, who is going it's going to be here. He just texted me as he's sitting next to me. Jim Rosenhouse, one of the voices of the tribe, along with Tom Hamilton. You hear them all throughout the baseball season. You hear Rosie on Tribe Talk, which I'll be hosting coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll relive some of the best moments from today. Rosie, great to see you, man. 
Thank you for sitting in on Crap Talk. I'm very much a game show host. I know. I've noticed it's been a busy day for you on the main stage and everything. Rosa, we talk about this every year, though, and I think this hits home not only for guys like you and me, but the players and Terry Francona, I think they kind of get wowed by how much excitement there is about Indians baseball. I mean, just the fact that it sold out in advance this year, and, and uh, I mean, they went to Game 7 of the World Series, so... I don't think interest is, you know, in recent vintage has been as high as it is right now, and, and it's fun to, to see. And just everyone's still talking about October and on into November and the memories that they had. It, it really is neat. Well, I know the Indians will take it any year, but you had basically an extra month of baseball to play. The World Baseball Classic is this year making spring training a little bit earlier and longer. So that combination, it really makes for a, a short off season, didn't it? It sure does. Uh, but, you know, listen to the players talking here over the, the past couple of days. It doesn't sound like that's that big a deal to them. Like, they're excited to get back yeah. to playing again. And, and I think this team genuinely likes each other and, and enjoys each other's company. So to be back together again and be around each other is fun for them. So it's time to start playing baseball. And there is that, that sense of, trying to win one more game and then let's get started on that as soon as possible jim rosenhouse with us hayden grove from cleveland.com is also here i am here and rosie i mean you talked about being a game show host like for those fans who weren't here today what's the experience been like you know here i mean has it been different than in years past um well the venue is different so i think it's been unique the last two years because we haven't been over at the, the ballpark so there. Because it's a smaller venue, it just seems like there's so many people here, which is right. fun. And we, we, earlier today, we were playing Pictionary with Brian, Sean, Francisco, Lindor. And I mean, my goodness, the kids love Frank. Yeah. And they just <laughs> love him. And the reason being, he's struggling with drawing, and so he's bringing little kids up to help him. And, and they just love that, in addition to you know being a good you player, know, too. You know what I noticed in walking around and trying to do all this stuff? I think the girls like Frankie. I think Frankie's kind of like a teen heartthrob. Oh, I can really? Die. Yeah. There's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I can do that. Like, Frankie, Frankie. Wow. He doesn't do anything right. to stop that either. No, absolutely <laughs> not. He no, does he doesn't. Hey, Jim, I think the Indians always have high internal expectations, but it certainly seems like from the outside now, too, looking at this ball club as they go into 2017. The expectations for this club everywhere are pretty darn high. Interesting to see how interested to see how this club handles that. Absolutely, and, and you know you could say, well, it's been a while since they've been picked for anything, but two years ago, Sports Illustrated put them on the cover to yeah. at least be in the World Series. Um, this I think is a little different because of, of what they did a year ago and then what they've done in the off season. So. Hearing uh, Chris Antonetti and Terry Francona talk about it, they're welcoming the expectations. And, and if you're going to be a, a consistently good ball club, you want those expectations. That means you're, you've played well the year before. You've done the things in the offseason to put yourself in a good position again. And, and uh, I think they'll handle it. I think there's enough guys who have enough time now in the major leagues where they can handle it. Rosie, a couple days before Christmas, we find out that Encarnacion is heading to Cleveland. I had Indians personnel tell me today that they were talking amongst each other. Before that happened, they didn't think this was realistic. It wasn't going to be done. This happened. What What were you thinking as soon as we got the information that he was going to be heading to Cleveland? Fake news. Fake news. Fake news next. Yeah, Fake that's news. right. Um, but you know what? The, 
they hung around and uh, just talking with his agent when he was here and they introduced him. Uh, he said, you know, the Indians hung around and, they, and I think Edwin appreciated what they had done a year ago. Obviously got a close-up look in the NLCS. Yeah. So there was that in their favor and, and a couple of other things, but the market had to come back a little bit. Sure. And who everything, knows? Wor- everything worked right. Yeah, maybe if he had held out longer, there would have been someone else that, that would have come along, but yeah, I think in his case, he, he just saw a real good fit, and the money was good enough for him, and it worked. So the Indians were the beneficiary of that. Jim, appreciate you swinging by. Always fun to hear you call Indians baseball. We listen to you on Tribe Talk as well. And uh, get back. What do you have? More main stage stuff? What do you got oh, here? Oh yeah, 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 they got you going. Got, uh, what do we got? You'll next? be busy. Uh, Look at he's got a whole front. He's got a whole. Uh, uh, we're doing heads up with uh, Andrew Miller and Percy Garner, and then uh, two fans who the fans have been tremendous today who've worked with the players on these different teams. That's games. great. What a thrill for them! Uh, oh, that's come cool. to Tribe Fest, and all of a sudden they're up on stage with, with Andrew Miller, Lindor, yeah. Brian Shaw. Earlier we had Tito and. That's uh, some of the other guys, Tyler Naquin and Carlos Carrasco, so it's been fun. That's fun. Jim, thanks so much. All right, guys. Thanks. thanks. All right, that was Jim Rosenhouse with me here on Tribe Talk. He's the normal host of this program. Camino filling in for him uh, here all along the Cleveland Indians radio network tonight. So much fun reliving some of the best moments from Tribe Fest today on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so many Tribe fans excited for 2017, and hey, you got a lot of reason to be. You got a lot of the core coming back, the uh, financial commitment that ownership spent in bringing a guy like Edwin Encarnacion, and most importantly, Terry Francona, Indians manager, uh, is back also, a Hall of Famer in his own right, and uh, just can't wait for Tribe Baseball. That is going to do it for this edition of Tribe Talk. Nick Camino signing off from Tribe Fest at the Intercontinental Hotel on the campus of the Cleveland Clinic. And for Jim Rosenhouse tonight, you've been listening to the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.